Portage Health Foundation is proud to introduce you to Superior Educator Carrie Meneguzo from Dollar Bay Tamarack City Area Schools. Carrie brings energy to the classroom while instilling a need for personal responsibility and accountability. She has been instrumental in bringing in Bolt, the school's therapy dog who has brightened the days for many students. Carrie has created a wonderful, positive, and caring classroom at Dollar Bay Schools. If you know an amazing educator like Carrie, go to superioreducators.org and nominate them to be recognized as the next superior educator. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. Our program is brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can find out more about what they do at phfgive.org. We are going to go in July into kind of a series of talking with various political candidates who will be on the ballot in contested August primary elections. And so that's going to kind of block out the month of July for programs that we would normally do. That explains why we're getting to this one perhaps a little bit earlier than we otherwise might have. We're going to talk about the canal run, which is coming up in July in Hancock, and also about some of the other summer events that are going on in Hancock. So uh, Deb Mann from the Hancock uh, DDA is here. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, Todd. And Mike Babcock from the before-mentioned Port Health Foundation is here, also one of the organizers of the Canal Run. Uh, Mike, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. I got to tell you, this is the first time I've been on Copper Country today in all of these years. I'm kind of excited. You've never been on this show before? I've never been on this show before. I listen, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. I thought I had had you on the program before. So, uh, well, I, you've set them up before, right? Many times, many times. I've been. I've actually w- watched a few of them before it was available as a podcast. I remember videoing a few for to put on Facebook afterwards. But yeah, I, I think you guys do an awesome job. Um, welcome back to the show. It was great having Grant on here for a while, but it's nice to have you back as well. Well, it's good to be back in the seat for at least a little while till we find somebody else to fill those shoes. And uh, if somebody comes in from outside the market, I'll probably hold on to it for a while. At least let them learn the street names and things of that nature. And it's great talking with people from around the community about the things that are going on here because we have so many positive things going on here in the community. Deb, man, let's start with you. Just give us, for those people, I said you're from the Hancock DDA. What the heck is that? Uh, The Downtown Development Authority. That's what DDA stands for. Um, Basically, um, the DDA... Uh, manages an area in downtown Hancock, including events, scheduling, and um, building renovations and facade grants and different projects in a specific area in downtown Hancock. And that's an area that uh, it's mostly the business area and businesses in there, they pay a bit of a a fee. Uh, Actually, it's a tax. It's a tax. It's a a tiff. Yeah. So it's something a little bit different than um, paying a fee. Yes. We also have a Hancock Business and Professional Association that businesses can join. Um, And there are some residential areas in that DDA district as well. So, but it is a a specified uh, TIF district that um, allows extra money in that area to to do things and make renovations. TIF being tax increment financing. And you're right, there's a a bit of a tax surcharge that goes on in that area. That money goes to the DDA and you use it uh, for what? Well, um, we have several facade grants. Businesses in the area can have one to one match of funding for um, facade grants which improve the outside of their buildings 
Um, we do do a lot of events, including the uh, Christmas pr uh, walk that we have in downtown Hancock. We also do Canal Rock and do movies on our um, the Quincy Green. And one of the big events that we put on with um, the DDA is the Key Ingredients. We'll be talking about that in, in a few minutes. The facade grants have popped up in a number of areas. Houghton does them, Lance does facade grants, and they really have made our downtowns look better. They definitely do. It helps um, offset some of the cost for those business owners, um, and it's a one-to-one -one match, and we match to a maximum of $10,000. Yeah, so they have to put an investment into it as well, but it certainly has really given a facelift to our downtowns, and I think one of the big reasons that we still have healthy downtowns in this area, if you go downstate, you find a lot of cities where downtowns are pretty much emptied out, or at least what's there is no longer retail business like we have here in the Copper Country. It's great to be able to walk through downtown Houghton, downtown Hancock, and have businesses you can stop in and people you can see. Right, and our, our downtown is changing. Uh, we've had several new businesses that, that have moved into the area, and uh, soon the Keweenaw Co-op will be open at the location um, at the end of Quincy Street. So there's a lot of change that's happening, and it's positive change. Yeah, we talked with the Keweenaw Co-op folks on last week's edition of the program, which if you missed it, you can get through our website at keweenawreport.com or a lot of the various podcast platforms. Let's talk about a few of the things that are coming up. Um, the Canal Rock Concerts. Those take place at Pourvu Park. What do you have on the schedule? Uh, right now we have um, a little bit less this year because we have so many other activities going on as well. Our first concert starts on the uh, 24th, and that will be Conga Finn. Uh, that's Daryl Syria who will be singing, and he's quite a comedian as well as a musician. They so, are fun. Yes, very fun. Uh, the following week is 4th of July. There won't be a concert, but then Uncle Floyd will be playing in July on July 8th. Um, key ingredients will be coming up, so we'll have many uh, performers in downtown Hancock performing on that day. Um, and then we have Under the Radar, and we finish up our season uh, for Canal Rock with Rewind, which is always a huge favorite. Yeah, and we have all of those posted on our QNRReport.com community calendar, and we'll, of course, mention them as they come up, but folks can always go there to check and see uh, what's happening at the Canal Rock concert. And, of course, you also have your Movies on the Green series yes, that's coming up. We have those on the calendar yeah. as well, but uh, yeah. run those down for me. Uh, sure. Uh, this year, um, we actually added a couple of movies a couple more movies because people really enjoy it. It's a great family activity. Um, the issue is we had to go a little later in the season because it uh, isn't dark until quite, quite late. So we started the end of July. Uh, first movie is uh, July 28th, and that's Encanto. Um, then we have Sing 2, Karate Kid, Luca, Clifford, the Jungle Cruise, and our, we're wrapping up September the 8th with E.T., so uh, it should be great fun for that. Phone home. Phone home, yes. E.T. phone home. <laughs> well, um, I noticed that last summer. I thought, it, obviously, the goal is family-oriented films. You want to get the kids out. You put them on a longest day of the year in early, you know, it, late June or early July, and the kids have to, you can't start them until 1030 at night, and the kids are asleep. I thought, that's kind of a kind of an odd thing. Right, that is. Um, our first movie starts at 9.34 in July, and by the time um, the last movie is shown, the last movie will be starting at 8.22. So you can see how 
that time change um, with the the sun going down earlier. Yeah, the the start times we have listed on our calendar are approximate. Right. It kind of depends on. I mean. If, Theoretically, if it's a cloudy day, right. you might be able to start earlier than if it's a sunny day. Right. So you kind of start yep. when when Mother Nature gives you the opportunity to right. do that. And they're and they're always at sundown. So whatever that is, when you you can tell, and it's always on a Thursday night as well. Let's get to the big weekend coming up next month. The uh, Canal Run and Key Ingredients complement each other. The Key Ingredients on Friday, the Canal Run on Saturday. Talk to me about what uh, Key Ingredients is and what folks can enjoy. Uh, it is a fabulous event. Um, we had a hiatus because of COVID the last couple of years. Um, so we are really bringing it back full force. Um, we This is an opportunity for you to enjoy the sights and the sounds and the tastes of Hancock all in a very short period of time. So we have uh, area restaurants that are participating, giving free samples of food, uh, from one end of Quincy Street from La Cantina all the way down to the other end. And it's not just those restaurants on the main street, but also some of the other local area restaurants that are um, going to be coming down and providing food on Quincy. And the date for that is? That is Friday, July the 15th. Uh, the night before Canal Run. So um, there will be several uh, things going on at the same time. There's music, there'll be the food, and then, of course, the registration for Canal Run. Um, people will be picking up their T-shirts and things, and I'm sure Michael can go yeah. into more detail with that. Have you found, because I know Canal Run, Mike, brings a lot of people in from out of town. Have you found that key ingredients kind of gets those people out into Hancock and into some of those businesses? We have hundreds of people. It is amazing. Uh, people come from all over the area, and I think people have grown to become accustomed to key ingredients as well as being a part of this event uh, on the Friday night before the run. Um, and it's wonderful. Not only um, is there you know free samples of food that people can kind of look at and see if it's something that they want to go to later, uh, but they get a chance to walk down the whole street and listen to different music venues right from one end to the other as well. We have everything from uh, from um, bagpipes to everything. I mean, we have everything, accordion. So, and Noteworthy will be singing, and we have some rock and roll and all kinds of different music for people to enjoy. And putting a good face on for an event like that when people are coming in from out of town, that, first of all, maybe inspires them to come back sometime. Secondly, it may inspire them to say something nice about our area to someone else who's looking for a place to vacation. This all grows and multiplies and helps the tourist trade, which is so important to us. It absolutely is. We all depend on that. Um, we have uh, periods of time where we have slow periods, like in the, they call them shoulder seasons, um, when it's between the snowmobile season and then our summer season. So this really does get people coming back for sure. Yeah. Um, any charge for, to, it's for all, any of those events? It's all free, which is really wonderful. Um, the restaurants uh, are going to be providing very tiny samples, but it'll give you an idea. I think uh, Gimignani's is doing their uh, homemade meatballs. So, I mean, it's it's something to taste of each restaurant. Yeah. Um, we're hoping that uh, people will come out. Uh, it's not meant to feed you for the night, but it is meant to give you a taste of each of the places. And a little entertainment to go along with it and just a pleasant evening for, first of all, those of us who live here right. and enjoy that kind of thing. And secondly, for those who are visiting and in the area and want to have some 
something to do and we can put our best foot forward, so to speak. Talking with uh, Deb Mann from the Hancock DDA. Mike Babcock is here from the Canal Run as well. We haven't heard much from Mike. <laughs> Mike, let me bring you in here. How does that tie in with the canal run? I mean, is this the kind of thing that when people are talking to you about coming in from out of the area about the canal run, that you can say, hey, come on up, and it's not just a run? Yeah, for years we've been trying to do everything we can to make it a, a really a whole event weekend, uh, bringing as much as we can. And, and a few years ago when, when Stephen Smith per, you know, approached us and was like, we're interested in bringing some music to Friday night, we said, that is exactly what we want. We will help support that in any way we can because it gives all of the participants something to do. And we have seen uh, a raise in participants from out of the area. And for those people from out of the area, this definitely gives them something to do. And we've, you know, we've adjusted what we do because of it too. We don't have a, a spaghetti dinner anymore. Now we want them to go out and get participate in the, the different events that are going on because of Canal Rock. And we do hear from the, the racers every year. Uh, actually, what we hear a lot is the people that go to get pick up their bibs early because a lot of people pick up their bibs as soon as we open it up. They're like, what's going on? What is this stuff? And we're like, well, this is what's going on. So every year, a little bit more of them are going to pick up their bibs a little bit later so they can be part of this whole event, which is exactly what we want. We want them to have an amazing experience from the moment that they get in town, right through the race, right through the day after. Um, and that's, that's what happens here with Canal Rock. Sure, because for years there was that spaghetti dinner. Of course, runners love to load up on carbs the night before the event. That's a, a runner's thing. But let's face it, there are uh, several restaurants I can think of in Hancock that sell really good spaghetti dinners. Absolutely. <laughs> Two Italian restaurants right near the race start, so it's a great opportunity for them to get out there and experience what they have because both of them have some really unique uh, spaghetti options. Now, the last couple of years probably don't count for a whole lot. covid caused cutbacks, we had to, to suspend things, downsize things. But before COVID, this event, the Canal Run, had grown into perhaps the biggest draw in the Copper Country. All sorts of people come into this. How many people were in the race back, say, 2019? Yeah, I think 2018 was the largest we had, and it was right around 800 um, participants that year. And it was I mean, we were feeling really great about everything, and that was right before the, uh, not not just COVID, but also the, the Father's Day flood. Yes. You know, that happened about three weeks before the event that we had that year, and that, that it made us change our course, and it really, um, it was tough. That was a really hard year, and we lost momentum the year after that. ended up being a, kind of a down year, too. So um, we've been, we had a little while of, of some rough things, but I feel like this year we're finally back to that 100%, and um, that's why we, we started the launch to 1,000, the race to 1,000. Um, this year we're hoping to get back up there towards the, that high number again because there there are a lot of people that love this event and what better year to get back out there and do it now that things are you know basically returning to normal a lot less masking a lot less people hearing about getting sick and all those kind of things yeah. so we're excited to have that back and, and get people out there running i mean how, how great an event and there's everything too i mean we got every kind of event for everybody no matter how how in shape you are there's an event for you except for me <laughs> no, no, we, we I am way out of shape. I, we, we do. I mean, we you'd need the ambulance. We we looked at that a few years ago, and and what we what we saw is we were debating adding a five k. That's kind of what people you know. There's a lot of couch to five k programs out there. We're like, let's get involved with that. And we we looked in our race start, and there wasn't really a good spot for it. And we we thought about why we wanted to add it, and we were like, that five k is very similar to a five mile. If you can do a three mile, which is you know five k is three point one miles. If you can do that, you could probably do the five mile. Yeah. And we were like, you know what? What, what we're really trying to do is get Get more people out to do it so that's why we added the two mile fun run and walk and that's something that has brought i mean really 
almost anybody that you know that that can get out and walk can get participate in that that two mile fun run and walk and it's a it's a really nice walk on the course um and the the atmosphere at that start line is really fun too because for a lot of people it's the only time they've ever done an event like this because even a 5k can be a bit intimidating to people but a two miles is a lot more approachable so it's a even if you feel like you can't get started this is a great chance to get out there and prove that you can get started and and do something at your own pace now you have run marathon yeah, I, I did a marathon one time. It was a, it was a lot of fun. It's a big challenge. I've done several half marathons, including the canal run a couple of times. How do you work up to that, especially if you're somebody who maybe hasn't been an active runner? How do you work up to that? And is there time over the next month or so? Because this is coming up on the 16th of July. So you basically right. got a month. Is there time if you're a couch potato to work up to the two mile or the five mile? Absolutely. Um, there's definitely still time to do that. Um, you know, if you're thinking about it, first off, get out and take a walk. See how you feel. Get out and take a half mile walk. See how it feels to get out there and do that on a flat area so you can not pushing yourself too much. But the important thing with any of these is, is find that distance that your target is and run shorter than that you know don't don't go i'm gonna run a five mile race i'm gonna do it really fast and go okay here's my first five mile run see how it goes go out there and do one mile and then see how that goes see how your body feels give yourself a day or two rest then do 1.25 miles do 1.5 miles give yourself that rest in between to allow yourself to start to build up that endurance it's a building up thing and once you start to get there you'll realize that if, if i can do three like i said if you can do a 5k you can do a five mile um so get that and, and the other part is don't Push yourself too far to the point where you, you you're you're making it harder too hard on yourself by by not allowing yourself to take rest. When you're out there running, um, take a walk for a little bit. You know, walk for a minute. That that helps your legs and it's going to help you end up recovering better. Um, you know, oftentimes when when you see runners at these marathons or half marathons, um, you'll notice that when they go by the water thing, they don't grab a water and try their best to do it while they're still running and pour it all over themselves and that kind of thing. Instead, a lot of times they'll stop and they'll they'll take steps. They'll walk, maybe even literally stop to drink, drink the water. That's because they know that 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 stopping is actually good for your body to make sure you're getting. Those, those intakes in and and it, it's not gonna it's gonna help you in the long run by doing those things because let's face it there are a few people who come to these events who are dead serious really highly trained runners and they're in it to win it they're really really competitive but most people aren't in that category Right. We, we actually, we want that. We want every ver version of the runners there and walkers to get out there and have a, something that they feel comfortable with. And those runners that are coming out and wanting to, even the walkers too, some of our walkers are very competitive trying to get to that finish line first. Um, and I mean, we literally, we have to police some of the walkers sometimes because you have to have one foot on the ground at all times. That's I was going to ask, there, there are yeah. rules for power yeah. walking. Yep, you have to have one foot on the ground at all times, otherwise you're not walking. And, and people get really uh, particular about it. But those, those people are so fun to watch too. I mean, you go to the start line, um, not so much the five mile, though there are, there are some sprinters that do the five miles as fast as they can. Most of the people that are very competitive are doing the half mile, half marathon or the 10 mile. And they are so fun to watch because they just, they're gone off that start line and they don't lose that pace. They'll keep that pace going for 10 or 13 miles. And it is so crazy to watch them at the finish line still going at that same pace. And then my favorite part is when some of them literally just turn right back around. That, you know they'll run a half marathon and then they'll turn right back around and do the other half so that they've done a full marathon that day we don't that's not part of the canal run at all but there's a few people that um you know that's the kind of runner that they are they want to get that full marathon feeling and so they just turn right back around and run back um but it, it's fun to watch but then as you said we we want everybody to be feel comfortable so you're you're going to get to watch those people but you can do absolutely your pace and and we want that you know you don't have to run the whole time if you're going to do one of the runs you can take those breaks and go a little bit slower so that you're at your pace if you are 
not real fast. Should you be embarrassed if you're going to finish towards the end of the pack? I mean, is, does this keep people home? Because, you know, I'm, I'm going to look terrible coming in an hour after everybody else. I, I hope not. And I, I would even challenge it to the other end of that, um, especially for people that are, that are a little bit older. Um, as we get into our older age groups, the, the amount of participation, participants drops off quite a bit. Um, and, and we end up not giving out awards for every age category because there's not that many people. If you're, Especially if you've never done a run like this, you're in your, you're in your 50s, 60s, I would highly suggest you push yourself a little bit to this because, one, that, that finish line feeling is a real rush. It's amazing getting that finish line, seeing it no matter what pace you're going at. Everybody at that finish line is going to be cheering you on um marianne from the radio station will be announcing your name and and you know so saying where you're from that that festivity feeling is absolutely there no matter what pace you go on so you're going to have that good feeling but also you get a chance to win a medal and that's pretty cool to put a bring home a medal saying you know you finished in third place or second place or you won your age group and you um, don't have to tell anybody that you're there were only three absolutely <laughs> and and there's also for the walk too the five mile walk that's a, that's another yeah. category so um most most people if they they push a little bit get out there and do a you know two mile training walk to make sure they feel okay at two miles if you feel okay at two miles you're most likely going to feel okay at five miles and the other part you should feel safe because unlike a lot of the other runs that might take place throughout um you know our, especially in small communities we have healthcare professionals at every aid station we have radio professionals at every aid station ready to call we have the ambulance there um unless somebody else is already using it so we have these these professionals in place that if something does go wrong assistance is going to be there very very fast canal run coming up on the 16th of july so still plenty of time to register how do you do that mike um, go to our website www.canal.run um, registration is there do it as soon as you can the registration price will go up on july 8th um, so you have that, that lowest price is available here for a little bit um, you can also stop by the um, up health system portage fitness center um, which is located in the old blockbuster building in houghton um, they do have some paper forms there you could fill out but i would suggest going online and doing it um, again registration is easy we, we make it easy to do it online and is it expensive it, it's uh for what we offer we we consider ourselves to be a full service race we offer just about every single thing you're going to find at like the Green Bay Marathon or the Twin Cities Marathon, just a smaller scale. Um, and, and if you compare us to those prices, we're about half the price of those. Um, and again, you're getting that same, the, the, the start line experience is great. The finish line experience is great. You get high quality photos. The medical professionals are there. The chip timing is really good. Um, there's not another race in, in it, um, the only other race in the UP that I think offers the same level as the Marquette Marathon. And we're, we're considerably cheaper than what they are for their half marathon. Yeah, superior timing, I assume, does the, the timing. Yeah. Yeah, they're wonderful. I've worked with them before, and they do. They they have a little app that they, you can load, log on with your mm-hmm. laptop computer, and the names of people as they cross the finish line pop up. I've done the announcing that uh, that Marianne does for, yep. for them. I've done that as well for them before, and it's kind of fun to do the announcing. Just welcome everybody in and hope you say their name right. And when you go <laughs> to when you finish, you go right over to the, that area that booth is, and you uh, put your bib near a little printer, and you're, you'll have a printout of your time and what place you took. Yeah, it's all very, very efficient at this point. Now, we're still a month away. Do you need help? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every year it takes about 100 volunteers to make this happen. Um, And, you know, this is a real interesting thing. Every year about this point... We're like, we're doing really good for volunteers. All of the ones that come back every year, most of them have signed up and they've taken their usual roles. And we've seen a few others come in and we're like, we're doing good. If we keep this pace, we'll be in great shape. And then about two weeks before the race, we're like, oh my gosh, we need people. Um, so please help us this year. All of us that run this race on the committee, we're all volunteers for it. We, we don't, you know, we don't have to be there to do these things. We do it for love of the community, for the idea of helping people get more active. Um, so please help us be less stressed. If you're thinking about volunteering that weekend, um, go to our website again, www 
www.canal.run. We have a volunteer tab there. You can see all of the openings. You can literally sign up for the one that works best for you, including sometimes on Friday. So most of the most of the things are needed Saturday morning, but we do have some Friday night that we need help with as well. I know when I work with Copper Dog 150, we have a similar volunteer sign up, and I keep emphasizing that if you did the job last year and the year before and such, please sign up again. Don't just assume that they are going to assume that you'll be there. Is that the case with you guys as well? Absolutely. We have a list, and um, we don't put people's name on it. It's They have to put their own name on it every year. Um, and, and we do that because there might be a wedding one week a year, sure. so you miss it for that. Or, you know, you might have some other buddy in town, so you can't go participate. So we, we don't like to, we don't assume anybody can get out there. But any, and we also want to do a couple shout out too for our volunteers. We're going to have three raffle prizes this year. So if you um, participate in the, uh, as a volunteer, you automatically be entered into win one of our raffle prizes. Um, one is actually sponsored by the Port of Health Foundation, which is where I work. Um, we'll be giving away a kayak to one of the um, volunteers. Another one is uh, the, the Gino's restaurant in, in Hancock donated a $50 gift card that'll go to one of the volunteers. And then the final one is a hotel stay, but the hotel, is, as of this recording, is not finalized which hotel it'll be. But one of the hotels um, is giving away a room. So that, that's also one of the prizes that we'll get for our volunteers. And everybody who volunteers will be entered in to win that. Um, it's not a specific volunteer that will get it. And I know working with Copper Dog, and I'm sure it's the same working with the Canal Run, it's a great group of people and you'll enjoy volunteering. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's such a fun atmosphere. You, you, you definitely will have fun no matter which part of the uh, race you're involved with. So get involved with the Canal Run, either as a participant or a volunteer. Watch for all of the things coming up in downtown Hancock, including key ingredients the night before the Canal Run. And Deb Mann from the Hancock DDA and Mike Babcock from the Canal Run and the Portage Health Foundation. Thank you for joining me on Copper Country Today. Thank you for having us. We'll be back in a moment.